coming up on this episode of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. You know I love radio. I love the business. I love the interaction with listeners, and I love the country music business. Well, every once in a while, you cross paths with a like-minded individual, and you have to sit down and talk to them. When I found out this guy is working the same midday shift that I worked on the same call letters I worked at, and he also works for the classic country station in Tulsa I helped bring on the air, I had to invite him in to have a conversation. I'll introduce you to Tanner Messer next. Thanks for dialing up Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Weather today in the greater Cincinnati area. I love you so badly. I They're solid plastic, so don't settle for imitation. But the senator, while insisting he was not intoxicated, could not explain his nudity. Welcome to the Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton podcast. Brought to you by Mojo Merchandise. Join radio veteran Rick Hampton and his guests for informative and entertaining discussions as they take you behind the scenes, behind the stories, behind the music, and more. Originating from the Big Daddy Studios, it's time to go behind the mic, and here's your host, Rick Hampton. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Mic. I am Rick Hampton, and as I mentioned before, I love radio. It's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. And when I first started listening to this guy, I could tell by his on-air presence, his love for country music, and the respect he has for radio's past, that he was the new start of the class of country radio on-air personalities. Join me in welcoming Tanner Messer to the program. Hey, buddy. Hello, Rick. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I am doing really good. So I have to say that whenever I first heard you on the air, um, I was like, who is this guy? I've never heard him before on on radio anywhere. And, you know, I'm a connoisseur of Tulsa radio. Uh Uh, A lot of my friends still work in radio right now. But uh, and, you know, and I'm a huge fan and always have been of Jim Jeffries. Of course. And yeah. I have to tell you that the old Hoot Owl got his name from the noises he used to make. <laughs> so don't let him fool you in thinking that it was like wisdom or wise. Mm-hmm. He was a wise old owl. Because um, one of the, when I first met Jim, I was still working at the radio station then. And he used to he was in sales pretty much exclusively at that point. Yeah. And he would walk down the hall and he wouldn't do a hoot owl, but he would do this moose call. Uh It was like this, you know, kind of a thing, weird thing. But I thought he is so unusual. And then the first time I ever heard him on the air, oh, this is where he belongs. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's he's so personable. But I felt the same way when I heard you on the air. I had seen your name as you were doing promotions, I think, at the time. Correct, yeah. But when you got on the air, I thought, this kid, because I could tell you by your voice, I'm like, Uh this kid is going to be the start, I think, of the new class of country radio. Well, I certainly appreciate it, and thank you for all the kind words. I want to mention, too, that hoot owl noise that you just did is spot on (laughs) because for folks who i mean everybody knows hoot owl and i will say that personality that he has on air is exactly the same guy that you get off the air he's incredibly nice and incredibly genuine and just wild yes oh yeah absolutely wild man for sure for sure okay so for those of you who listen every day to big country 99.5 or 98.5 the bull they probably know you as just tanner 
Yes. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, that may have been confusing in the introduction, but they know you as Tanner. Yeah. And so let's go back a bit, though, and we'll start with the beginning of your career. Okay. okay. So you've got a very interesting start in radio. I mean, it's kind of like me, you know, I mean, people that have listened to the show, they know that I started out at Long John Silver's in Ada, Oklahoma, yeah. and just lucked into a job at KADA in Ada. And um, you kind of had a little bit of a same kind of start, right? Yeah, it's one of those things that I think was was a total God thing because I wasn't planning on on being on the radio. And was that the same for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd always been told that maybe I, you know, you know, you got to, you know, fortunately, nobody ever said you got a face for radio because <laughs> that actually I would learn later. That's an insult. Right. But, but yeah, I mean, it just kind of was one of those things for me. People said a lot. Hey, you know what? You're quick witted enough. You would probably be good on the air. Yeah. So how I got my start was I went to Oklahoma Baptist University in Shawnee. I studied digital media arts there, which was a really broad term. It, you know, covered everything from photography to audio engineering to graphic design and journalism and and radio. And I was planning on going into church media. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought I was going to do throughout high school and college. I, I already basically had a job lined up after college. And, and that's what I did a lot of my studying in. And my emphasis was church media. That all changed my senior year. I was getting ready to graduate. Uh, it was probably end of September of my senior year. This was 2016. Our major, we were taking a trip to the OBEA awards that's oklahoma broadcasters educators association they do that every year right and we were going to this thing and i was thinking there's really no point in me going because i don't want to go into broadcasting i'm going to do church media and i'm going to have to put on a suit and wear this and get up at the crack of dawn and we're going to go to oklahoma city this just isn't going to be fun i'm going to try to come up with some way to get out of this i just didn't you know the day came and i thought okay well i guess i'll go So I went and they did the awards throughout the morning and everything. And then they do these panels, these panel discussions, which I thought, again, okay, this just isn't going to be fun. One of the panels was about social media and social media, you know, is is pretty universal. It would apply the same to church media or radio or TV or or you name it. Social media, everybody uses it. So I thought, okay, well, I'll pay attention during this one. On that panel was a lady, uh, her name was Carly, and she did social media for Tyler Media in Oklahoma City. They have uh, five or six radio stations there, but I recognized her voice because she did middays on 93.3 Jake FM yep. in Oklahoma City. I've always loved country music, and and that's what I grew up listening to. Well, when they got to this panel, she was talking and just kind of in passing said, the guy who did video for us uh, for our social media and content creation just left. She didn't mention anything about hiring or anything. She just mentioned that and went on. But that caught my attention right there. And I thought, well, that could be kind of fun working for a radio station. And, and I know how to do social media. I'm taking classes over it and I can do video production. So after this panel's over, I think I'll go see if they'd be interested in hiring somebody. So I went and found her after that panel happened and went up to her, said, hey, my name's Tanner Messer. I love country music. I listen to y'all all the time and uh, I, I do video work and content creation, things like that for my church back at home. Would y'all be interested in hiring somebody for that position? I remember you saying that you just had somebody leave and and she said, yeah, send me your resume and some examples of, of what you have uh, have done. So I sent her that and, and I didn't hear from them for, you know, a couple of weeks. But 
you know, I think it's it's a lot of people know that if you want to get a job or whatever, you send out resumes. One good thing to do is call to see if see if they got it and that right. kind of shows you're interested and radio is not really known for really really quick <laughs> yeah, decisions exactly that is spot on but so i called them and and i said hey just wanted to make sure you got my my resume and and they said yeah come in after you get back from fall break this was the middle of october at this point so i did that right when i got back from fall break i went to that station there in oklahoma city and and it wasn't really an interview it was kind of like i was already hired and they were just kind of showing me around the station so they did that and i ended up working for them part-time and literally maybe four hours a week because it was in oklahoma city i was in shawnee that was an hour drive and i would just go there on select days and kind of do some some video work for their social Mm -hmm. media well, so I worked there until I graduated. And I'm from here. I grew up in Owasso. I live in Collinsville now. And I wanted to be back up here. I didn't have any desire to move to Oklahoma City and, and get a full-time job there. After I graduated, I, I just kind of stopped working for them. I would do things here and there, kind of almost uh, a freelance mm-hmm. form, I guess you could say. And that left me with probably about uh, five or six months after I graduated college without a job. And I was living with my parents, and as any parents would uh, would desire for their 22-year-old right. children, yeah. you need to go get you a job. You need to go get a job. Uh, yeah, yep. exactly. <laughs> so I thought, I've kind of got bit by this radio bug. You know, I wasn't on air for them in any stretch of the imagination, wasn't really doing right. anything for them, just kind of going there a few hours a week and, and doing social media for them. So I started applying to just any job I could around here for uh, radio jobs. I know I applied at the the three main groups here, mm-hmm. uh, Scripps at the time, right. and then Cox and iHeart. Well, Scripps was the one who bit first. Mm-hmm. And um, I applied for a promotions assistant position, which for folks who don't know promotions assistant is basically those who go around to the remote broadcasts and set up the tent and all the broadcasting equipment then tear down once it's over with and go back to the station with the van kind of all the heavy lifting and and the the physical labor they do all the work exactly for sure yeah so i applied for that job and uh I got it. I started November 1st, 2017. The next month, uh, in December of 2017, Christina Carlisle, who was on KVOO, and she was the um, assistant program director, I believe, at the time. We were doing a remote together, and she knew I liked country music, and she said, hey, we're looking for somebody to do weekends on KVOO. Would you want to give it a shot? And I was like, absolutely. I would love to, but I don't know anything about on air. You're going to have to seriously teach somebody who doesn't know, you know, what right. being on air is like. Uh, but she did. And she did, a, I thought, a really good job of, of teaching me because she showed me the basics and we just kind of grew from there. So I started doing that December 2017 and then January of 2019. So just over a year later was when I got hired full time to do afternoons on Big Country, which mm-hmm. is what I still do. Yep. And then uh, evenings on KVOO. It was KVOO at mm-hmm. the time. Did that and absolutely love it. I mean, I hope you can tell and I hope all our listeners can tell that I absolutely love my job. And then we were yeah. talking just a little bit ago before we started here. Uh, just last month, so it was January, uh, I'm sorry, not January. It was uh, March of 2022 is when I got moved to middays on hmm. KVOO. So that's what I'm doing now. So you were on, uh, yeah, so I, and I didn't realize that until I would just happen to be cruising the dial one day and I'm like, wait a minute, we've talked about having you on the program before and then I tune in and I'm like, 
hey, this dude's doing my old air shift, <laughs> you know? So, I mean, it was really cool. Um, you know, back when I did it, it was called the Midday Sandwich Show. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of weird. Um, <laughs> people didn't understand it at first because, you know, it was a weird name because typically the morning and the afternoon shifts always get the attention because right. those are the drive times. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you you're sandwiched in between both of those shifts yeah and that was the philosophy behind it and so not only was it a weird name but then um for a show but then on top of that it was a weird name for the guy who was hosting it so it was yeah the midday sandwich show with big daddy stevens <laughs> and so people were what is this about you know mm-hmm. but let me ask you this when you started with kxbl which mm-hmm. is big country 99.5 um it's classic country it has been a ton of formats i yeah. started off there whenever it was kick 99 and it was new country and that's all we did was we played mainly new country stuff with a little bit of the classics you know sprinkled in but we didn't want to step on kboo's toes mm-hmm. and so and then it went to 99.5 the bull which you know there is a bull now back in the uh pasture if you will (laughs) there at uh at the radio stations and uh which is your better format or is it more like a a kid thing where you can't you don't have a favorite child well okay so or or better maybe the better question would be does it kind of scratch both itches because i'm sure there's some song like the new songs that you like i mean you gotta like and then you still get to play the old stuff because i do know that you are a huge old classic country fan exactly and that's what i was gonna say there i have a soft spot for both stations because kvoo we were talking before we started again about how much you love the history of Mm -hmm. kvoo and i am that same way and so it meant the world to me when I started on KVOO when I was just doing I was on Sunday nights from like 7 p.m. to midnight and you know that's where everybody starts pretty much weekend nights and I had my little Sunday night shift but I was on top of the world and so that still carries over to this day I love being on KVOO which now like you said is 98.5 the bull big country as far as it goes me personally I love classic country like you just said and Mm -hmm. I do tend to like it a little better than some of the newer country because there is new country that a lot of people say oh that ain't country and i i'm not a part of that camp because you know there are plenty of great traditional sounding country songs that are still coming out today john party and midland and and even luke combs who is one of the hottest guys in country music right now it still has that traditional Mm -hmm. sound to it but at the same time I love, and I say this on air every now and then, my top three favorite country artists, no particular order, are Keith Whitley, uh, Charlie Pride, and Don Williams. And nice. getting to play those three guys, yeah. I mean, there's nothing better. And big country, too, just because I'm on in the afternoons, you know, naturally I have a little more listeners yeah. than I do on KVOO because when I started out on on the evenings and then kind of moving to middays, but afternoons, I've been on there for what three years now Mm -hmm. so i just naturally people know me a little more from big country but i love them both i really do yeah you know i i actually really loved working for 99.5 the bull Mm -hmm. back whenever it was uh, still new country um it was it was a lot of fun to do yeah Uh, like even uh recently i heard um one of the uh imaging pieces it was like you know 99 or 98.5 the bull and then (laughs) And I'm like, man, we were doing that with the bull too, you know. Uh The one thing that I do find 
funny about that is the uh, bull that you guys use in the logo. Yeah. When I was with 99.5, the bull, and we were going to launch it, we were doing focus groups. Uh-huh. And people know what those are. I, they listen to my show all the time. They know all the inside stuff like that. But we were doing a fo- focus group, and we were talking with listeners and the public on what they thought about things. And so one of the things that we put in front of them, number one, was what music do you want to hear uh-huh. and what do you want to hear more of? The other thing we were doing, though, in this focus group, and they had never never heard the station yet. They didn't even know anything about it because we had not flipped it. So we didn't even give a frequency yet. We were just going to say, hey, we're going to call it the bull. What do you think? And so we had a logo, couple of logo choices. It came back, every single one of them, uh, there were a few men, but mainly women, which was our target audience. Right. They all thought that the bull looked too mean. <laughs> and so if you could make it a little more not as mean looking, uh-huh. uh, then that probably would be okay. Right. And so we went back to the drawing board, so to speak, and figuratively and physically. We had the artist uh, designer come back again, and they did another one. This time, they kind of drew it a little more cartoonish. <laughs> And then they put a gold or a ring in its nose. Yeah. And miraculously, and for some reason, that's all it did. Yeah, the gold ring did the trick. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the gold (laughs) ring did the trick. It was like once that happened, everybody was like, oh, now see, that's a bull I could get along with. And I'm like, okay, well. How funny. So, But that was was kind of the thing there. But I loved that station too. Uh Um, And I love doing, you know, a lot of, because we also pulled, in a lot of the older stuff and by older i mean in that aspect i mean like going back to the 90s and picking up some of that stuff and yeah and that kind of thing and so i really enjoyed that station and we had we had quite a few on-air personalities that i just absolutely loved uh, a guy named jack daniels did mornings for a while there uh-huh. uh, eric wayne was doing uh, afternoons um, and then i started doing middays and then i did on the weekends or at night we had a girl there then and i can say girl because she was she was very young <laughs> named jen marino we had some stellar talent doing great radio then and um you know that was back whenever you know personality wise you know um that's one thing that i do love uh you mentioned in your bio that you love griffin Mm -hmm. one of the things that i will say about griffin too is that um they are a lot more personality they like to pull that curtain back so you can see personality and i love that they're doing that yeah because i think to me that means so much because you can shine jim jeffrey's personality your personality your love for country if that it exudes that you know i mean you're talking to travis meyer who is a huge country music fan yeah and i got i guess you guys are about to you're starting a new feature with yes him. we so did that's cool uh-huh yeah he is and he's amazing but like you say too and and i had mentioned this to you that griffin they are just one of the best companies and you're right about personality because i think you and i and anybody in radio could probably just go on a tangent about radio nowadays you know right there's a difference between being a personality and just being an announcer yeah because anybody can go in between the songs and say hey make sure you're waking up tomorrow uh we got a chance for you to win tickets to so-and-so that's fine and all but that doesn't get you yeah 
anywhere. And I can say that to you and, and you not know anything about me. And one of the best pieces of advice I have ever gotten, and it's been a game changer for me, was uh, by a guy who used to work with us. He did mornings on KVOO. Brooks is what he went mm-hmm. by on air. We would we would go eat lunch every now and then. And, and he said one time, you know, I listened to your show and I learned nothing about you. And that is what, what just changed it all is like, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it may seem full of myself to talk about what I did this past weekend yep. or, or whatever. But also that's the point is yeah. to be a personality. It absolutely is. Yep. Because you listen to some stations and, and it's it's just what we call liners. Yeah. You know, yeah. hey, make sure you got our app on your phone. Make yep. sure you're waking up tomorrow. You could win a thousand bucks. That's fine and all, but that's yeah. so much for anybody yeah, can do and that. And if there's any kind of story or anything like that that you may have that has come out in, in, in you know, prep or any kind right. of news story about a country artist or something like that, you want to be able to share that. Uh-huh. And, and that is part of that. I mean, we worked for, there was a time when, even when I worked there, the Bull, uh, 99.5, the Bull, you know, it got to the point where it was just a rip and read. We mm-hmm. had index cards and we just picked them up and we said what we said and then that's it. And it was kind of that, I said what I said. Yeah. And that's it. And the one thing that I loved, absolutely loved about KBOO, they were always known for personalities. Mm-hmm. The people that were on the radio were personalities. And and my guy, you were talking about Brooks. My guy would have been Andy O. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I loved that guy and he was the best at being able to get in and out of breaks. He knew when the punchline hit that he hit an image piece or whatever, and he was out. Yeah. And he knew that. He had such great timing, but he also had a, just a genuine love for the listener. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he said, I know it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. And when I did a podcast with him uh, many years ago, he said, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but it's the truth. Without them, I would be nothing. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, that's why my show was so listener driven and being able to put them on, you know, I mean, I love the fact that, uh, you know, you do the five o'clock request. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did that forever on the noon hour uh-huh. on KBOO, the all request lunch hour yeah. was one of my favorite times because I got to talk to listeners and I loved going on remotes because I got to talk to listeners and, you know, yes, there were those that were just so on your nerves, <laughs> but you know, and there was those that seemed like they always won every prize, but yet, you know, it was always the listener. It was mm-hmm. always the listener about that. So I, I totally agree. And, and I, and I hear that in Griffin. I, I really do. I can hear on all the radio properties, they're becoming personalities again. You know, Jim is a high profile personality. He is. He is. He's got a great, you know, personality. And I love that you're able to share more of that. You know, when you got married, uh, we'll talk about that a little later in a segment, but I love the fact that you're able to talk about that or what you guys did. And even in like when you you do live endorsements or endorsements and stuff being able to add that you know hey you know what i've been a jeep driver forever i love my jeep or (laughs) yeah i love this or whatever it is or man i love to go camping you know whatever it may be you can add those things to it and nobody you know gets sideways about that well that's what i was going to say and and that benefits i mean anybody who's advertising with us and Mm -hmm and the listener because it it just helps them to know us more and you know I want to be an open book too and that's why too I know Tanner probably ain't that great of a radio name but also I want to be myself yeah and that is my name so yeah well I can't say too much because my name actually was never <laughs> my name on the air um but mine partly mine was because there was already a Rick yeah 
exactly. in the business, and it was actually at that station. So I was like, well, okay, fine. And uh, people have asked me a million times, how did you come up with Scott Stevens, you know, originally, and which is what I went by. Most of the time I was on Kick 99, as well as part of the time I was on 99.5 The Bull. Mm-hmm. And I've told the story about Big Daddy. It happened at the Tulsa State Fair. Um, I was wearing a Big Daddy clothing shirt. And some guy who had been drinking way too much in the middle of the day (laughs) walked up to me and started calling me that. Hey, Big Daddy, where do I find this or that? (laughs) And the more he talked to me about it, I could tell he was drunk. He was not clear headed. Yeah. But then the next thing I know, somebody else overheard that. And when they came up to ask about when the ice capade started, they asked me the same thing. Hey, Big Daddy, can you tell me when the ice capade started? And I'm like, hmm, wait a minute. (laughs) These people may fill out a diary. Exactly. And if it's memorable, then maybe so. So I talked to Moon, my boss. You know, he gave me a chance and changed every bit of the imaging on my show. (laughs) We had just had it done. And he changed it all from Scott Stevens to Big Daddy Stevens. Stevens and the rest was history you know I mean I was number one in my market in the target demo Um, we called them soccer moms back then but I don't want to offend anybody that listened to me back then and I will tell you that even if you weren't a soccer mom I appreciate you listening (laughs) but it was three times and that was unheard of for a midday show at the time yeah because again all the attention usually was on the mornings and afternoons so Uh you know it was great I mean yeah well and going back to and I don't mean this to be just a huge endorsement for Griffin Communications but you know the personality thing is great too and something that helps too is there's a lot of people in radio who have egos Mm -hmm. and that's not a thing ed griffin you know everybody there hoot al i mean he's one of my best friends yeah and there's never any type of competition between us or anything like that and same with everybody else in that building i mean everybody who works there in the radio is great so i mean some of my favorite people are are chubbs and casey who Mm -hmm. do the morning show on k hits -Hits. and then tyg and daniel who do mornings on the bull are great too and and it's just i could not have asked for a better place and you know it's one of those things too kind of going back to how i got my start in radio that garth brooks song unanswered prayers it's one of those things that song was fine but now i feel like i am living that because you know i thought man i wish i could work there or there or there Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't change a thing now you know what i mean right yeah yeah and and i agree with that i mean i think you know that's kind of the thing i you know i I, i'm not trying to make it an endorsement for griffin i don't work for griffin but i I will say that it it is one of those things where you know i liken them to uh which which i did work for was great empire Mm -hmm. and it was andy o's dad and his friend mike mike and mike were two of the best radio broadcasters i'd ever known yeah and it was a true family yeah it was so much fun to be surrounded by all these legends Uh and then on top of that to come to a station that i had listened to whenever i was a kid Uh, i remember listening at at the parts house in manford oklahoma at napa auto parts morris nelson used to have that kboo on the big console radio in his office and my dad and i would listen all morning long on a saturday morning it was just to work at the same station uh, because he had already kind of stepped back at that point uh andy was program director and was running things as well but to work in the same building as billy parker yeah oh my gosh (laughs) i mean you know i had tried my whole life and then whenever i said yes i want to move into kboo 
I mean, I remember my first day on the air, barely making it through my first break, and I'm just in there in the room going, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, Billy Parker just walked by the building, <laughs> you know, walked yeah. by the window, you yeah. know? Uh, for him to just meet me in the hall one time and just introduce himself, man, I've been listening to you. I think you're doing a fine job, son. You know, you're mm-hmm. you're my radio pal. You're good. Uh-huh. You know, Hoss, I love you, <laughs> or whatever. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, Billy yeah. Parker's talking to me, uh-huh. you know? And then for him to stop me and you know introduce me to roy clark or introduce me to whoever you know cal smith you know would be in the building or whatever so it was just amazing to work around him and i know that uh you have i more than one time i have uh known that you've talked about him a lot but on top of that i know that you had him on your show after his book and i will tell you that the episode after this one airs will be with billy i can't wait to hear that that. and billy there is nobody better than him the first time I've, i had met him in passing several times but the first time i i really got to talk to him was when i had him on with me to talk about his book which was just uh this past november mm-hmm. and i got his phone number from uh, a lady who's in sales at the station and and so i called him and and i introduced myself like thinking he wouldn't have a, the slightest clue who i am because why should he because he's billy parker and i I'm, bet he did though he did. Yeah. I, I he didn't answer, but I got a voicemail from him the next day, mm-hmm. and and he left me this long message about how he would love to be on with me and how great he thought I sounded. I'll never delete that voicemail. Right. But it, that just meant the world to me mm-hmm. that he would do that for yeah. me. He didn't have to come on with me, but right. he did. Yeah, and he knew who you were. Yeah. See, that's the thing, and that's the thing I love about Billy. I mean, he always. Anytime you are in his presence, you are the only focus that Uh he has. Uh, He's not thinking about anything else. He's not talking to anybody else. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've always said it before, and I've said it multiple times on this show. He just makes you feel like a million bucks. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he makes you feel like, you know, and if he calls you hoss, (laughs) oh, forget about it. It's just like, man, I do have a soft spot. So speaking of uh, instrumental people in country music and uh, on air, is there anybody that that maybe you listened to growing up as well that you thought, you know, we know how you got into radio, but was there ever any of this, man, I used to listen to him all the time or listen to this person all the time or anything like that? You know, I think this may be not the norm for radio people, but I do remember listening to Hoot Owl and I remember listening to Sonny, you and everybody on KVOO and and I mean K95 too. I sure. re- exactly yeah. remember listening to them. I never was one of those two to just cling to a personality and follow them. Mm-hmm. But I do remember listening to to all them. And so when I first started, I remember doing my first remote with Sonny. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was in Oak Mulgee somewhere. But that was the first time I had met her, just probably a week after I actually started there. And I was just blown away by how, you know, nice and friendly. And mm-hmm. I still love her to death. And I love watching her on Channel 8, too, because it, she does so good. She was wearing heels, right? She was. Yeah. So of we course. were out in a parking lot and she had on those heels. Yep. And then the same with Hoot Owl, too. Um, I, I do very clearly remember listening to him. And my first remote with him was at the Tulsa Farm Show. Uh, very on brand for Hoot Owl. And uh, he was just, you know, that larger than life mm-hmm. 
personality that translated over to real life and and like i say i just absolutely love him too and he is he has just become like family to me that's great so uh, i would assume then he's probably a, a big influence though for you in the business I he mean, is and you know he's one of those guys too that you watch him do his thing and especially with the sunday morning gospel show he is so good i don't have to say this everybody knows this but he is so good with interacting with listeners over the phone mm-hmm. because that that is a talent in and of itself. It's one thing when you see him in person, that kind of makes it a little easier, but right. doing it over the phone is tricky. And he is so good at that. I mean, you yeah. listen to the Sunday morning gospel show and how he calls everybody pumpkin and honey mm-hmm. and all that stuff cracks me up. But yeah, he's one of those guys that I think, and, and probably is the biggest influence as far as interacting with listeners. Mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot, like I said, from Brooks, who was on KVOO. He taught me a lot about being a personality. Who doubt? he has got a knack for interacting with people. And that's who I've really tried to learn from. Yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. So what is your best radio story? Do you have any? And it, and it doesn't even have to be when you were on the air. It could have been something that happened at a remote or yeah. something like that. And we can we can change names uh, to protect the innocent or the guilty. <laughs> we Well, I've got several, but probably my first great radio story comes from Oklahoma City when I was working at Jake FM. This was the summer after I graduated. Like I said, I would kind of go down there and, and just do if there was a big event mm-hmm. or something like that. So this was 2017, and this was when Garth Brooks came, kind of started to come out of retirement, you know, and was doing shows again. Right. And he played, like, what, seven shows at the BOK Center, and he played um, four, I think, at what was the Chesapeake Arena, now it's the Paycom Center. But he was playing down there at the Chesapeake Arena. And I guess before Garth plays in any town, he'll do a press conference. And so they sent me there and just said, hey, will you do a Facebook Live of this press conference and I was mm-hmm. like okay sure so we went into this room at the Chesapeake Arena and I made sure to get there early so I could get right up there in the front row I did they uh were some guy came up with Garth with his uh his camp there and he said okay this is a uh, press conference is probably going to be about 30 minutes or so and once we're done everybody's going to get a two-minute interview with Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood and I was not prepared for that at all because I thought I was just Facebook Live <laughs> right? in the press conference. And now here we are, one of the biggest names in country music, and I've got to come up with some interview questions. <laughs> and this was the first interview I had ever done. And I was just by myself, too. So I didn't I didn't have anybody to turn to or whatever. To back up, when I was uh, a kid, like I said, I grew up in Owasso and I went to Rejoice Christian School, mm-hmm. which is where Garth and Trisha's or Garth's daughters went. And I would right? see Garth and Trisha coming to to pick them up all the time. And so I did the interview. I got Trisha first and and I went through that one just fine. And when I got to Garth is when I kind of started to freak out and I knew I had to tell him. I was like, okay, I've got to I've got to let him know that I remember seeing him because I went to the same school as his daughters or whatever. And so I got to interview him and I told him that and that was probably peak radio for me and i just thought that was so cool my first interview was with garth brooks and trisha yearwood nice so that was fun and luckily too the interview went okay another (laughs) one of my favorite stories too and we were you had mentioned that one of your favorite things and this is one of my favorite things too is you know interacting with listeners and that to me that is so much better than interacting with an artist Mm -hmm. just because they are the people like you said it may be cliche but they're the reason we have our jobs yep and this was probably three or four months into me being on big country doing afternoons and i do the drive at five and that's where i do requests during the five o'clock hour and i got a message on facebook from a guy and he said hey on friday 
would you play Restless Heart, I'll Still Be Loving You? My wife and I, that's our 20th anniversary, and we're going to renew our vows that night. And so I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I said, you could, I can say, you know, from you to her, but it may be better if you would call in. That way you can you can put it in your own words and you can call in whenever you want. We'll just pre-record it and I'll air it back while you're on your way to, to that deal where you renew your vows. And he was like, well, I'm kind of nervous to do that, but I'll give it a shot. And so he called in and some of the best audio I've ever gotten. He yeah. said, um, you know, we're renewing our, our vows and she has some type of cancer. I can't remember what it was right now, but he said, we we met 20 years ago, but I wish we would have met sooner. And, and it was just this heartfelt message about his wife. And it was so nice. And so that happened. And then I always remembered it just because I thought, well, that was a really neat moment. And probably a year later, he reached out to me and let me know that his wife passed away. Oh, and, and, and I just thought, man, the, the fact that he would reach out to me and and let mm-hmm. me know that and he said you know i'll never forget that you created this moment for us and we were hugging and crying while i'll still be loving you was playing and 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 just the fact that he reached out to me meant so much yeah. to me that he would let me know i hated to hear that his wife passed away but i'll never forget that yeah. as long as i live and you know it's moments like that too that really think okay this is why i'm doing this yeah the other thing i like doing was remote broadcast because it was broadcasting face to face instead of over the airwaves but the one thing was is if you messed up listeners always had a way of making you feel humbled well speaking of keeping you humble here's a humble moment this is probably my most embarrassing moment i have had in radio and this is fresh on my mind because it just happened a couple weeks ago (laughs) so and i want to preface this story by saying too that this happened at the hard rock nobody at the hard rock is at fault for this (laughs) the kentucky headhunters were in town at the hard rock and i got to bring them on stage and I brought artists on stage before and sure. it's I always it's always fun to do that. And the one I had done before that was Travis Tritt. So when I went to introduce Travis Tritt, I said, Hey, my name's Tanner from Big Country 99.5. Well, when I said the name of the station, the crowd just started applauding. You know, it's customary when you're introducing an artist at casinos, you say, Okay, and coming up, so and so is gonna be here on this date, and then so and so. And every time I would mention an artist at that Travis Tritt show, you know, it'd be like, Gary Allen's going to be here. The crowd would go wild for Gary Allen. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, well, that's it's not too hard to get the crowd to, to applaud or whatever. The Kentucky Headhunters show, I'm going up there and I've got this, this whole line I'm going to do. And I think this is genius. I'm going to really lay this line on them and it's going to be great. It's going to be a stunner. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So I go up there on stage and I say, you know, y'all ready for the Kentucky Headhunters? And probably half of them applaud. I say, well, my name's Tanner. Does anybody in here listen to Big country 99.5 and probably five people applaud (laughs) and so i'm like okay well and so i'm going on about the shows that are going to be out there at the hard rock and nobody responded to anything i was saying and so in my mind i was thinking well this is going poorly i'm going to try to get off stage asap but i had all this stuff i had to say at the spiel for the casino and then a spiel for the kentucky headhunters to (laughs) to introduce them too and so i make it through all those shows that are going to be at the hard rock and and then i'm getting ready to introduce the kentucky headhunters i say tonight it's all about the kentucky headhunters and i have you know i have to say talk about their new album and everything and i'm noticing that 
as I'm drawing nearer to the end, people are starting to yell at me. And I'm just about to say, and now the Kentucky Headhunters. And I think I'm going to stop and see what they're saying. So I say, what are y'all saying? And they say, we can't hear you. And Mm. I can't tell that because the monitors on the stage are on. So I can hear myself, but nobody can hear me (laughs) out in the crowd. So I've been talking for a couple minutes to nobody up there. I turn to the guys that are on the side of the stage because they're doing the the mixing or whatever. Mm -hmm. I say they can't hear me out there. And so they make a call to the back to get the guy that's running sound to turn the microphone on and they can't get a hold of them. So they have to run around backstage and go up to the soundboard to turn the microphone Mm -hmm. on. And that is a lengthy process. And I didn't want to leave the stage because I thought, well, that would look weird. I'll just, I don't know. I'll just kind of stand here, I guess. So that's what I'm doing. And everybody in the crowd's kind of like going to their business, just kind of talking amongst themselves. So it didn't make it as awkward. They finally get the microphone on and I'm able to lay my line on them and it works that time. Well, at this point, some of those casino shows, you know, they have time limits. Yeah. At this point, I'm cutting into the Kentucky Headhunters time. (laughs) And all of those guys with the Kentucky Headhunters were incredibly nice. And they were incredibly gracious about this whole thing. I get through the spiel with the shows coming to the casino again. And I'm getting ready to go through my spiel about the Kentucky Headhunters. I say, tonight, it's all about the Kentucky Headhunters. As soon as I say that, they start playing. (laughs) And I'm not able to finish what I'm saying. And so I just walk off stage. I'm like, okay, well, we gave it a shot. Yeah, you know what? Forget it. Here's the microphone. I got to (laughs) go. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that that would be pretty uh, embarrassing, I would think. So anything that you've been a part of, even if it's, um, I mean, it could be something good to it and it'd be weird, but just something that, you know, you were like, man, I can't believe I'm a part of this. Yeah. So here lately, uh, and it's, uh, we've been doing this on big country. This has been a lot of fun and you might've heard it too with, with T-Mobile. Yeah. They were doing, uh, they've been doing this pay it forward campaign. And so they got with us last summer and we were doing it uh, and, and they pick out the towns for us. We do, we did Claremore and Sand Springs this past summer. And what would happen was we would meet and then Hoot Allen, we would switch off every other week, uh, would go with $500 and just, you know, do kind of random acts of kindness, mm-hmm. paying it forward, things like that. And so like when I was in Claremore, I went to um, a Nab Attack, which is a, a bait and tackle store. Just I love fishing. And so I wanted to make sure to go there. And it was Fourth of July weekend, too. I remember that. So that was perfect. There was all kinds of people coming in. And that was just so much fun getting to pay for folk stuff. And then when I was in Sand Springs, I did the Crescent Cafe Yeah, uh, one morning. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Crescent Cafe. Yeah. And, you know, just the look on people's face when and they weren't expecting it. Get people like, you're paying for my breakfast? Seriously? Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Well, we started doing it again. Over the past few months, we've been doing it in Bartlesville. And this last time I went, uh, I was trying to think of unique places because it's fun to buy breakfast, but I wanted to, you know, do something different mm-hmm. each time. And so like this last time I went to a nursery, like a, a flower place, which I thought would be perfect with it being springtime or whatever. And, and you know, there would be people coming in, loading up up on hydrangeas and marigolds and things sure. like that but we would pay for it and and just the look on their face that that they would get and the the shock and the surprise was always so much so much fun to get to do that and yeah. it's one of those things that i hope that we can continue to do it if anybody from t-mobile listens to this podcast <laughs> yes let's keep it going yeah absolutely all right well one more question we're going to take a quick break okay but uh, your media partner of course is news on six uh-huh. um and uh, great great stations that they have available 
Yeah. And uh, when they started with the radio thing, the one thing I do love about it is the cross promotion. Yeah. Uh, they're really big on that. I mean, I know that whenever they made the merge, um, they had some of their anchors on uh-huh. uh, as well. And so you've done some TV too. I know yeah. that you've done, you and Hudal both have done some TV with them. Yeah. Uh, you know, would you ever want to try your TV? You're in video, so would I you know. really want to try to do more TV as well? I don't know that I could betray radio like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. And and one thing, too, my wife and I, we talk about this all the time. I'm like, man, if I had to wear a suit to work every day, <laughs> I mean, forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's been fun. And, and speaking of that, too, um, going back to when you said, was there anybody I listened to? growing up Mm -hmm. you know it's one thing with that but travis meyer i mean everybody knows him everybody loves him and travis we trust exactly (laughs) yes and he's the guy who i watched growing up and so getting to work with him has been now that's one that i was really starstruck with you know and like you said we just started this feature on big country where he picks a song because he is a country music fan and so he'll come down and record those with me and and we've gotten to to be friends and he came to kaylin and i's wedding so he is just one of those guys that i was absolutely starstruck by and him and then also another one who is an absolute saint i mean there's many of them at news on six but um leanne taylor yeah who I love Leanne exactly yeah and love her she was the one who interviewed uh Billy Parker you know Billy was on News on 6 with her and and so I was up there and um it was me Billy and Leanne Taylor and I was like I do not deserve to be in this conversation right here because y'all are what am i doing here yeah news on six and and the whole griffin company they're great but as far as me going to tv probably not so uh that brings me to you were talking about you know celebrity or or whatever is there any celebrity other than travis meyer that you've ever been starstruck (laughs) that you've met garth was pretty um I mean, I did see him, like I said, when I was in like fifth and sixth grade, but I don't think when I was in elementary school, I got like how big that was. But now I realize it. And so when I saw him, when I was doing that interview, I was starstruck. And then another one too, with a lot of the classic country artists, it just ends up being interviews over the phone. Phone, Contrary to popular belief, when I brought Travis Tritt on stage, I didn't actually get to meet him. So, you know, when we're doing those stage intros, I don't usually get to meet them or whatever. I did meet the Kentucky Headhunters, but that was an exception. Um, But I interviewed over the phone Loretta Lynn. Mm. And that was one that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm talking to Loretta Lynn right now. That's awesome. I'm trying to think. Another one um, that I met too was Brad Paisley. Mm -hmm. That I thought, man, this guy, I see him everywhere and he's one too, because I am, I'm 26 years old. So mm-hmm. Brad Paisley is one of those artists who I was raised on. Yeah. You know, I would love to say like I grew up listening to Merle and, but sure. I'm younger. I, yeah. I grew up listening to Brad right. Paisley and, and like Toby Keith. Sure. And so when I saw Brad Paisley, that was another one that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's him in the flesh. Yeah. yeah. One I have not met that I want to meet so bad is Blake Shelton. Yeah. Because I you see him on TV and he's hilarious and mm-hmm. and I'm sure we'll talk about this my wife is from Ada yeah and so anytime we go down there to visit her family I'm like maybe we'll run into Blake somewhere mm-hmm. in town 
Well, uh, then remind me during the commercial break to show you the picture I have of him. Oh, my I. gosh. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, and I'll tell you that story because I've told it more times here than not, and I don't want to get a big head again. All right. Hey, when we come back, we're going to dive into the personal side of Tanner, and uh, it's it's a good one because it's actually really kind of a love story, and you're going to go, oh, when you hear all about that. Hey, you are listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. Don't take those earbuds out now. Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton returns in seconds. Hi, I'm Mo. And I'm Sheila Joe, And we're Mojo Merchandise. Mojo Merchandise is a custom design shop that specializes in vinyl printed t-shirts and tumblers. If you're looking for that special one-of-a-kind gift, put our creativity to the test. We are your headquarters for your school spirit wear, vacation shirts, holiday shirts, and more. We also host DIY classes where you can come create your own decorative sign. These are great for team building, fundraising, or just hanging out with your friends. We invite you to visit us online at mojomerchandise.net or come see us in person. We are located at 212 East Broadway in downtown Sand Springs. Let Mojo Merchandise make something unique for you. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. We are back and talking to Tanner Messer. You may know him at just as Tanner on Air Personality in Tulsa Radio with Big Country 99.5 and 98.5 The Bull. Before the break, we talked a lot about radio, but I would like to dive into the personal side of Tanner. So tell me a little bit about you personally. I know that you um, you said earlier that you're pretty much an open book, but I know you were originally from Owasso. Yes. So you're kind of a, I consider that because it's kind of a suburb of Tulsa too. You're a hometown guy. Mm-hmm. You've been around green country a long time. And you were with Rejoice Christian, right? And mm-hmm. that's where you were. Now, you were telling me that it's certainly not like it is now, where it's a much bigger school. You had 36 in your I think it class, was. I think, think it was like 36. That? Yeah. You know, you drive by Rejoice today on, on 169, and it's this massive, which is awesome. And I'm, I'm so happy for them. When I went there, I graduated from high school in uh, 2013. So when I went there, it was just in the church building, which is if you're driving by on 169. It's that building on the, uh, let's see, the southeast corner of their Mm -hmm. big campus. I went there in elementary school. And then when I went to middle school and high school, they had just purchased a building on 86th Street in Owasso, which was uh, First Christian Church, I think, or something like that. And so my high school was in there and it was a converted church building turned school. Mm -hmm. And so it was really cramped and, and tight. And so that was really probably pushing it for class size 36 because we were just about to outgrow it. And I think a couple years after I graduated was when they moved moved into that new that new campus but I've been back to see it been to homecoming football games and and it's such a amazing place yeah that's awesome. That's cool. Now, I know that you, we, we talked about this a little bit, uh, and, and before we even went on air, we talked about it a little bit, but um, you originally, your plan was to be in like church media, right? I mean, and 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 do videos and, and different graphic artists and that kind of thing. You know, you turn to radio. Um, do you still do any of that at all? Do you do anything? No, I that? tried to step away from that. And to be honest, it was because I got so consumed with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be one of those things where... Where on Sunday morning, it seemed like I was going to work instead yeah. of church. And I knew that wasn't healthy. Yeah. So I 
I stopped doing that. So, uh, but you guys do go to church? We do. Right? Yes. That's awesome. Uh-huh. And when I say you guys, of course, I mean your lovely bride. Kaylin. Kaylin. Yep. So I, I understand uh, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, that she, and you mentioned it earlier, that she's from Ada. Yes. And we were able to talk about a lot of things there because <laughs> that's where I started as well. Yeah. In 1990, I moved to Ada, Oklahoma. Go Cougars and ECU. <laughs> I uh, spent uh, three years there till 1993. Don't remind me again the fact that she wasn't even born I when I was oh, there. I know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but uh, anyway, you guys have been back there a couple of times, right? I mean, you know, that's kind of the place you guys go as well to kind of go home. Yeah. So her yeah. family is uh, is from there. So we'll go down there, you know, every chance we get to visit them. That's great. Tell me a little bit about how you guys met. Okay. So we both went to Oklahoma Baptist University. She was a uh, year younger than me. We followed each other on social media, never talked in college really but um just a few years ago we kind of started talking on on instagram and and so we met up for a date and then we got together and started dating and then we got engaged and married october 22nd 2021 yeah and i yeah. remember that too i i actually reached out to you and congratulated you yeah. on that uh-huh. and i didn't even know you then either so. <laughs> it was a beautiful wedding and you know i i hate to get all cheesy but it's one of those things i would be lost without that girl yeah you know what i mean yeah. and she is always right. so she's always so supportive of me and and i'm sure you know that radio it's a tough it's a tough job and it's got weird hours and when we first met not to not to go back into radio too much but when i first when we first got together and even a little bit after we got married was when i was doing evenings on um kvoo Mm -hmm. and she works at hillcrest and so she would go to work she'd leave the house at 6 a.m and i wouldn't get home till 9 30 p.m right and so you know it just naturally she would have to be going to bed when i got home and we didn't get to see each other that much when we first got married and so it was a it was such an answer to prayers when i got moved to middays because i mean it is great to not have to work late and and obviously middays is a step up from evenings on the radio for my personal life it meant so much more because now we can we can do stuff and i always tell her i'm like man i feel so bad because you're working at hillcrest and you have got a real job that is has got to be so stressful and then here i am just going and playing music all day yeah but you know what i i will agree that uh i i I, a good woman is hard to find Uh honestly and um i feel the same way about my wife i mean when we first met we weren't together very long and we both knew that hey you know what why are we waiting to get married yeah let's just go get married we're working past 13 years now yeah i so love that it's just That's awesome. you know it's when you know you know yeah and and you were talking about how much time you love spending time with her uh-huh. and that uh i i understand that uh at least in your mind i don't know if it, she would agree <laughs> but you have kind of converted her to more love for country music yeah she i think she had you know heard it here and there and mm-hmm. obviously she knew blake shelton being from ada she sure. knew um the uh, boys around here which is the chew back and chew back and chew back spit song but um i don't think she ever really listened to classic country and now like some of her favorite songs are neon moon and Folsom prison blues nice. and i know those have made it onto her spotify playlist and she loves the new country too especially the more traditional country so her and i's taste 
really line up. Yeah. So well, that's something to be proud of. And I hate to say this too, but she is because before she came along, I only really listened to country. She has gotten me to branch out, and I do listen to like K Hits is our our top forty station. I know some the weekend songs, and and I'm trying to think of who else is on there. Ariana Grande. I I can identify some of the uh, songs that they sing now. So I'm branching out too. I won't I won't make it sound like I've just converted her because she's converted. Basically, she is training you as well. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. But we do have a joke at work that, you know, there's there's a lot of people in radio that that can do other stations. Mm -hmm. There's no way I could be on K hits or we have um, 92.9 the drive, too. And there's no way I could be on that station. I can I can only introduce Merle Haggard and and Don Williams songs. (laughs) I can't be talking into Post Malone and and whoever else is on K hits. Yeah. Well, you know, I I will say that uh, I I don't know either my my whole life. Everybody asked me that. And and I don't have a long storied career honestly in radio um because i was really i was an anomaly yeah uh, honestly i i worked at kada in ada for three years and then i took some time off and then in 1995 i joined great empire which was kick 99 and kbo am and fm yeah and i stayed there till 2007 and then that's when i got out of the business and actually went into the church business uh-huh. you know i had yeah. that's all i'd done my whole life was concerts and sound and live reinforcement uh-huh. and graphics and all that stuff so it was just a natural progression to me and then it was like you know podcasts started getting popular and i'm mm-hmm. like wait a minute there are a ton of stories out there that i don't right. want to get lost and so <laughs> i'm going to start reaching out to some of my buddies in radio and just get back in it again so uh-huh. and only this time i can do it the way i want to do it exactly so you know it that's kind of how it started so with covid Uh did that change anything for you guys uh in broadcasting wise i mean so what happened with griffin they were great about um all the all the safety measures and Mm -hmm. precautions things like that and they really had their finger on the pulse of it too because they were like okay we're gonna need to start wearing masks before it was so widespread right and everything so what happened was and i I remember, I'm sure a lot of people do remember it so clearly that week in March of 2020 mm-hmm. when things started shutting down and then there was that Oklahoma City Thunder game. That was when everybody started at work was really um, really starting to be aware because Griffin Communications 2, for folks who don't know, they have News 9 in mm-hmm. Oklahoma City and they were covering that Thunder game and, and that was, you know, such a explosion right there right. that night. And so I think it was that weekend they kind of kind of called a, an all staff meeting to let us know, OK, this is what we're going to be doing. And what we did was um, at Griffin was they reduced everybody's time in the office. So mm-hmm. anybody in sales obviously could work from home and they right. still do that Um a couple days a week, I think. But um, as far as us being on air, we were there, you know, our normal mm-hmm. time or whatever. But they just had it locked down. Where okay, don't go, don't go in the studio, don't go, don't have anybody in the studio with you. And even like if there was severe weather and we had to have Travis on with us, Travis Meyer, he would just call us yeah. from upstairs, right, and and just do it over the phone and then over time you know it, it kind of started to get less lenient but the challenge then was remotes yeah and things like that right. and i don't know how our sales team did it but they did a great job of navigating that because i know it was tricky you know sure uh, with businesses closing up they're like well why should we advertise on the radio right. we don't need to advertise at all if we're not open um but our sales team did 
a great job and they came up with some new ideas for remotes as far as like doing virtual remotes mm-hmm. and and um, doing them on social media and things like that and then and then we kind of transitioned to okay well we'll we'll go do live broadcasts but we're gonna put up like a a, a rope around the tent that way nobody can really get close to right. you and and we'll have you outside you're not going to be inside the business and finally you know things are kind of starting to to open back up which i'm so, so glad did you about. see a lot of popularity though with people listening to the radio because i mean there was a lot of things they couldn't do anymore so did that help any did you see like interaction with people on the phone did that change and yeah you know well that's a good point because i remember thinking too in march of 2020 when everything was st- was starting to shut down i thought man people aren't going to be going to work so they're not going to be in their cars so mm-hmm. we may have a lot less listeners but at that point was when we started to transition a lot of our imaging to on the station to being you know if you're working from home uh and you got a smart speaker yeah you say hey Check. alexa play yep. big country 99.5 yep and that would happen i was really surprised that um the opposite of of what my fears were happened we yeah. when i was doing the drive at five i would have so many more people requesting songs yeah. and and so many more people listening it was a challenge because obviously there were no concerts we didn't have anything to give away but yeah and especially on big country too because i think there was even some studies done about this that people when everything was so chaotic at that first few mm-hmm. months of covid well and then after that too you know there was all the political tension and, and yeah. the george floyd protests and everything a lot of people had kind of a yearning for the good old days yeah you know like right. the judge said grandpa tell me about the good old days so they were turning to big country yeah. We got a lot more listeners because they were wanting to be reminded of the 70s, 80s, 90s, right. and not today. Yeah. And so it did wonders for us. And you could even tell uh, in the ratings mm-hmm. that we were doing a lot better yeah. after COVID started. So that really surprised me. And something, you know, going back to neat promotions that we had done, I, I don't know who came up with this. I think it was the marketing team with uh, with the radio station, though. They um, were going around to local restaurants and uh, like those that were doing takeout and everything back then, they were going and buying I don't know how much money's worth, but gift cards Mm -hmm. for us to give away on air. So that at least allowed us to have giveaways on air since we weren't doing concert tickets or anything like that. But we could do gift cards and and we made it this whole whole promotion of supporting local businesses in in such a weird time. So it was so I know it was interesting for everybody and especially for us in radio. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, what are some of the biggest things uh, that you love to do? I mean, on your personal time, what do you love to do? Anything outdoors. And I'm sure I'm sure folks who are listening know that. I, I love to fish. I grew up fishing. I did not grow up hunting. That's something that I just kind of started to do. And then Kaylin and I, we love to just, you know, if we got a free day on a, on a weekend and the weather's nice, we'll go for a hike or working in the garden, especially this time of year, you can start to plant a bunch of stuff. So right. anything outdoors. And if you asked me that probably 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, I like fishing. That's okay. But what I really like to do is videography and mm-hmm. photography. And and that kind of fed into uh, when I was doing church media. Yeah. I would do that. And I still I still have my camera. I still like to do it every now and then. I just don't do it as much. Yeah. And now anytime I get a free few hours, I like to be outside. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool, though. Um, so do you think that a lot of that was Caitlin, though? Yeah, I yeah. think so. And especially having somebody to do it with, you know, that makes it that makes it even all the more better. I did always I would go with with my mom or dad and and we still go yeah i was always working on the weekends and so my free time was limited especially when i was just part-time and when i 
even more so when I was just a promotions assistant. All the remotes are on Saturdays, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my my free time was limited to Monday through Friday. And now that I have weekends free and now that I have Kaylin, too, I have somebody to do it with. I mean, even the more better. And she grew up outdoorsy, too. So it just kind of worked out. And she loves fishing and things like that. So Well, it sounds like there's a a mesh there more than just one or two things there. Because, you know, (laughs) her love for country music is starting to blossom. Uh Uh, Her love for you, of course, is is meshed. And now you guys can mesh the outdoors and and really enjoy that time together. Yeah, well, something else, too, that she has really turned me on to, and this was something I had never done in my life. She loves going thrift shopping. Yeah. You know, like going to Goodwill or, or antique stores and things like that. And I was talking about this on the radio just today. I was going to ask see you my about post? this. I actually <laughs> have one of those shirts myself. It's a dark navy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we'll post that in the photo album for this episode on rickhampton.com. <laughs> but I saw your post today yeah. and I actually screenshot it because I wanted to ask you about <laughs> that. So she found a item of vintage item clothing, right? Yeah. And at, this at was Goodwill. just last week. She texted me a picture of it. I've gotten her station shirts before. And and it has our um, shirts we have now have our updated, you know, country's biggest legends on it. Mm-hmm. This shirt she found, though, it was the big country logo and it said classic country and and a little peek behind the curtain on big country. We try to not use the term classic because it just has a dated, yep. you know, so we don't we try to always avoid using the word classic. And so that that shirt has classic country written on mm-hmm. it. And she found that and it was her size. And so, of course, she had to buy it. Well, I mean, you know, vintage and retro clothing is big now. And, uh-huh. and I got to say, I actually I, I when I saw that, I went to my closet and dug up and uh there's no camera in the studio but i have my radio Ooh, station the, polo the silhouette yes back in the, the cowboy silhouette <laughs> with the horse and it says big country and then classic country 99.5 and then i also have the hat which i will also oh post gosh. pictures of but uh the old i hat love there that too. hat and uh but i do have one of those uh t-shirts t-shirt. as well yes yeah. uh it is a navy shirt with uh, i think it's kind of a cream color uh-huh. uh logo on it, so. Well, and speaking of vintage, too, this is not vintage, I guess, but I have a, a polo shirt that I one of my favorite polo shirts, and it's got our 98.5 KVOO logo, which uh-huh. is the, not the logo, not you know, it's not the bull anymore, sure. but I love wearing it. It's so comfy and everything, and, and I'll wear that to work, and they'll always give me a hard time about, hey, that's yeah. not the, and it's always just playful, I, but when, they'll always when, say that. <laughs> when we changed logos, we were going by Country 98 for a while uh-huh. uh, because it was more hip and cool. Right. And so, uh, and we, we still used KBOO, but, you know, it was Country 98. So it was funny because when I heard about that, there was a big deal uh, with a lot of people were offended on there about that but the one thing i will say about the whole 98.5 the bull thing is is that number one i'm used to it i, I worked on 99.5 <laughs> yeah, the bull exactly but on top of that um you know it was also when we went to country 98 we didn't use kboo as often uh-huh. and um i also know that uh i believe i posted a comment one time and there wasn't a whole lot of people that actually, if, if I could have went back and found it, I was going to try to find it and see because they're not using KBOO as often, but they didn't change the call letters. Exactly. And I will say that on our regime, we did do that with one of the stations in this town. Yeah. And we lost them forever. So, I mean, whenever we changed from KBOO AM to KFAQ, that was a big deal. Uh, yeah. You know, those call letters went away and they're never coming back. And so for 
for me though uh, when we went to Country 98, we didn't do you use KBOO very often. I mean, literally, yeah. we did it like once an hour or so at the top of the hour for the ID. Uh-huh. And that was it. Yeah. And so, you know, but Country 98, I remember we had that logo for a long time. And so we went from the log letters, uh-huh. which I'm sure you've seen I around yes. somewhere. Uh-huh. Um, we went from the log letters to Country 98. And it was a more <laughs> hip and and curvy like logo or whatever. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I had one of our operations managers. I wore one of the old log letter shirts to work one day because <laughs> we were going somewhere and he actually walked up to me and put duct tape over it. <laughs> and he's like, uh, no, we're not doing that. That's not our logo. So, well, okay. I got two things to say to that. First of all, um, I do, if I wear an old KVOO shirt or whatever, I do try to make it on, I'll, I'll think, you know, okay, I'm not going to see a client or right. anybody. I'll just do it a day that nobody's going to see me really. And also the log letters. So, the 29th and Yale building there, you know, there is that billboard mm-hmm. and it's like a piece of pie almost. Yep. So there's three sides to it and the backside's real skinny. And to this day, I'm sure. But when we were still there, you could very, you could see the KVOO log letters mm-hmm. on it. They were fading big time, but yep. you could still make them out on there just a bit. And I'm sure if you go back there, they're probably still there. Yeah, I, 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 I'm I, sure you're probably right. I was so glad, and I know this segment's about my personal life, but um, I was so glad to get to work in that building. I worked there for, um, let's see, we moved out of there in 20, uh, right before COVID. So it was yeah. 2020. Yeah. I was so glad to get to have at least worked in that building for three years just because of all the history that was there and yeah. thinking, like you said, man, Roy Clark and and Cal Smith and of course, Billy Parker yeah. all walk these halls and now here I am working yeah. here. And it, right. that just meant so much to me. Yeah, me too. I agree. I mean, I, I don't know what I would do without that building, honestly, because mm-hmm. I loved it. I mean, and I, and I probably felt that way about that building like a lot of people feel about Broadcast Center over on Peoria whenever mm-hmm. it was KBOO TV right. as well as uh, radio there. And so, you know, there were so many people that have said, man, I, I have so many great memories of that Peoria place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, they maybe were only at that building on 29th and Yale for a little bit. But I can tell you that in 2007, when I left there, you know, my car constantly always wanted to go down Uh Yale and turn left on 29th. It was just (laughs) something I did. And so even if I had to get on the BA, I wouldn't take the loop around that was closer. (laughs) I would go all the way down to 29th and then turn and go down that that road. So it was definitely a, uh, Uh, quite a transition us moving downtown and uh, the studio that they built us is just state of the art top of the line like everything griffin does and it was so nice and and i i certainly do miss that um 29th and yale building but it's a little shorter of a drive for me coming from collinsville yeah downtown i actually have been i was invited one time to come tour the the place once you guys all got in and then COVID happened yeah and um then it was like oh sorry yeah oh and we can't really do that and then 2021 i was invited again and then shortly after that we had a little bit of a lockdown again or Uh whatever and so it was like oh well never mind have you been invited in 2022 yet no i haven't okay well this is your official invitation and i think you ought to come on the radio with me sometime i would love to okay so i would love to we'll make that happen all right well that is great i didn't uh, go about doing that but uh, (laughs) it worked um all right one more thing real quick what is the one thing someone may not know about you that maybe you haven't shared yet on the radio or what what was one thing that they may not know about you probably that i'm a pretty dull person (laughs) okay has that come across yet (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm really not as exciting as I sound on the radio, and you can ask anybody about that. I don't know about that. I, I, I mean, I can tell you that, I mean, in conversation we've had off the air, but also on the air so far, I, I, I think you're a very fine person. Well, so. thank you. And in all seriousness, too, one thing that I, I, I mean, some people may know this about me because I have hosted the Sunday Morning Gospel Show twice, which was an absolute honor to do. But that's something that's so important to me mm-hmm. is my faith. And, you know, I, I don't being on the radio, I'm not going to put it in your face and cram it down your throat, Mm -hmm. obviously. But that is one thing that's very important to me. We get messages from people all the time. And, and there's plenty of times when I'm out on remotes and, and they'll say, oh, you're with 99.5 and not know what we do during the week. Right. But they'll just say, I listen every Sunday morning. Yeah. And they probably don't even know what we do during the week. Don't yeah. know what the stray to date is or anything like right. that. <laughs> right. Yes. But uh, sure. yeah, we're so and like I say, just everybody, everybody knows the Hoot Owl and everybody associates him with the Sunday morning gospel show. And I could not be more proud to, you know, be following in his footsteps and in his shadow. And it's just an, an absolute honor. And like I said earlier, I hope you know, and I hope everybody knows that there is nothing I love more other than my wife and God than going to work and being on the radio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that part for sure shows. Thank you. So it does. All right. Well, when we come back, you know it, you love it. It's time once again for us to put our special guest through the behind the mic speed round. You're listening to behind the mic with Rick Hampton. Have you checked out rickhampton.com yet? What are you waiting for? At rickhampton.com, you will find the latest episodes of Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton, photos from Rick's days in radio, celebrity autographs, and more. Visit rickhampton.com today. Summer months are upon us. If you're like me, my AC was struggling to keep up. So I called Total Comfort Solutions. They came out and inspected and serviced my AC compressor. And now it practically spits ice chips out of the vents. Okay, well, maybe not ice chips, but it is cold air. If your air conditioner isn't working, that ain't cool. Call Total Comfort Solutions at 918-246-7300. That's 918-246-7300. And tell them Rick Hampton sent you. Total Comfort Solutions in Sand Springs, 918-246-7300. You're listening to Behind the Mic with Rick Hampton. All right, we're back. Tanner, I know spending time in radio, you probably have at least been around this game, but it's basically kind of like beat the clock or beat the bomb, whatever. There's been many names for it. This is Behind the Mic Speed Round. Behind the Mic Speed Round. It's very simple. We'll put 60 seconds on the clock and I ask you a series of questions. I want you to give me your quickest answer, the first answer that pops into your head. If you answer all questions in under 60 seconds, a lucky listener will go away with a $20 gift certificate to our sponsor, Mojo Merchandise. So we're going to put 20 seconds on the clock and time begins after I ask the first question. You ready? Ready. What is your favorite candy? Oh, Milky Way. Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Man, I'm liking Facebook nowadays biggest phobia oh snakes ah don't have to think about it me neither is bigfoot real yeah (laughs) well yeah if you could choose any two famous people to have lunch or dinner with who would it be oh gosh don williams and merle haggard nice what was the weirdest food you've ever eaten (laughs) okay some plantains in africa we'll talk about that story later wow if you had to listen to one song for the rest of your life what would it be good old boys like me by don williams nice first celebrity crush carrie underwood no okay what one word describes you best 
boring. <laughs> Ouch. Would you rather wake up to an air horn blowing in your ear every day or wake up and have to run five miles? Five miles. All right. Hey, good job. <laughs> See, you did it. It was easy. It was yeah. very painless. Yeah. That's great. You got them all in and quick, too, by the way. Oh, cool. Nice. All right. Well, man, it has been a fun time and maybe i could even say a hoot well yeah come on and uh i I have loved talking to you and uh since talking to you i feel like that we were cut from some of the same classic country cloth Mm -hmm. by the way well let me ask you who are your top three favorite country artists no order just top three okay uh my top three would be um gene watson Uh uh-huh keith whitley is another Mm -hmm. i want to say johnny cash but i would have to say waylon jennings Why'd you go with him over Johnny Cash? Because Waylon is uh, true, the true outlaw. Uh-huh. Plus, he was the balladeer on my favorite show, The Dukes of Hazard. So. Oh, that's another one of my wife's favorite country songs of all time. We got Neon Moon, Folsom Prison Blues, and she can get down to some Lukenbach, Texas. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love that too. And I <laughs> and I actually do love pretty much any of the Waylon and Willie mm-hmm. duets. Well, I am. I'm looking forward to visiting your workplace. I was going to say uh, I, we're going to. I love Griffin. Uh, mm-hmm. It's my favorite TV station, honestly. Uh, sorry, Sonny, but it still <laughs> is. Uh, I love Travis, and I've been wanting to get him on the program for a long time. So he's a busy guy. So, yeah. but I love Travis, and uh, I love all of the guys. As a matter of fact, I I was going to say, you know, when we were talking about personality, I absolutely love the fact that they are allowing Craig Day to show his his personality oh more and more uh, <laughs> my wife texted me the other day and she said you know who one of my favorite people is on channel six and she said it's craig day because some of the dad jokes that yeah. he'll throw into the newscast kill me they are awesome <laughs> and i love it that they are doing and and that they do that i mean i love that banter because that really truly is personality and craig day is an ecu grad he sure is did you ever i did not work him? with him but he did work in ada uh but he had left before i did there were a lot of uh alumni that went on to do tv and and radio and other places Mm -hmm. in pretty large markets too from ada so yeah uh, but yeah i knew i knew him and and uh uh, but I did not work with him yeah. when he was there. He well, had yeah, already left by then. You're going to need to stop by and see the station because I think when if you have 29th and Yale in mind, you're going to be blown away yeah oh when yeah when you see the downtown oh, studios yeah i've i've seen some of the tours on video that you guys did yeah. and that kind of thing and i i can't wait i'm i'm looking forward to that man i thank you so much for being on with me i know that maybe it went a little longer than you would expect it but uh when i find somebody just like i said in the intro <laughs> when i find somebody that is like-minded like that and loves radio as much as you do i just have to talk to you well when you get two radio people together we could probably do part two and three and four and five well sure Sure, because you know that's that's what I was known for. You know, <laughs> our sales team always called us lungs and tongues. Uh-huh. So, did you have program directors saying stop talking? <laughs> yes, uh, <laughs> a few times. Um, you know, I I appreciate your personality, but shut up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. So uh, I was just really glad whenever we uh, wound up uh, going to more personality radio because mm-hmm. I could show more of that. And then they were finally like, OK, you know what? We're making us regret going to personality right. radio. Shut <laughs> your mouth. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things. And real quick, we can end on this, too. But when you have so many places that other people can get music, mm-hmm. you know, people can listen to Spotify and Pandora. And you got to have something to offer them that's not Spotify and Pandora and Apple. Yeah 
Apple yeah. Music and all that stuff. So that's where personality comes in. And I totally agree with that. And I, I know it's not a, a commercial about Griffin, but I will tell you that I love that they're doing radio like they're doing well, radio. I certainly I appreciate it. Do. And, and you know, one of the things I love too about Tulsa is, yes, our competition is K95 and the Twister, but we know those people and, and they're great and we yeah. love them and there's never any, you know, headbutting or yeah. anything like that. And yeah. and like I just said, yes, they may be our competition, but in the grand scheme of things, we're working together because we got competition that is all the streaming yeah. places that all people the can get music. Yep. Well, we could sit here and talk all night long. I can uh-huh. guarantee you that, but it's going to do it for this episode. If you like what you hear, I would love for you to go to my Facebook page behind the mic with rick hampton and leave me a comment if you want to play along and be the next big winner for the behind the mic speed round contest email me at btm rickhampton at gmail.com that's btm rickhampton at gmail.com check out other episodes of behind the mic by visiting rickhampton.com click on the listen button at the top of the home page you can also find photos from each episode posted there as well and from my radio career as well as celebrity autographs all of that is online right now now at rickhampton.com until next time thanks for listening to behind the mic with rick hampton bye everybody this episode of behind the mic podcast was brought to you by mojo merchandise thank you for tuning in if you enjoyed today's episode we'd love for you to subscribe rate and give a review on itunes join us next time as we go behind the mic with rick hampton